Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Rampage World Tour for the Nintendo 64. Yeah. When was the last time you played a Rampage game, Jordan? Uh, well, I've played like the old school like NES Rampage mm-hmm. more recently. Yeah. Uh, I actually bought that a couple of years back when they first announced they were going to be making a Rampage movie. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I should probably buy this now because if this movie gets like super <laughs> popular, the the game, it was like a little bit of speculative, speculative, I can't even say the word. I was, you know, I was hoping that if I bought the game, the price would go up when the movie came out and okay. I would be able to, because it was like a dollar. It was like really cheap. Oh, okay. Where'd, where'd you get it from? I just bought it mm. offline somewhere. Oh, okay. And it's not great. I accidentally actually bought like the Sega um, Master System. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought that I could play it on uh, my Retron Five, but it didn't. It wouldn't play. No, nope, doesn't no. play. You need Not a without fifty dollar upgrade. Yeah, yeah. So then I was like, okay, I was committed to this scheme, so I uh, <laughs> I bought the Nintendo version, and I've actually played it. I, I've taken it to uh, a couple. Uh, events where we've had games okay and uh had some some teenagers play it some high school kids yeah and they actually liked it yeah Yeah. wow that's that's interesting it's been a long long time since i played the original rampage i don't know if i've ever played the nes version but i've played the arcade version of it uh well we just played this game for three hours this yeah version (laughs) and it's significantly better than the nintendo version so i would just say you're probably good all right that's good yeah you probably don't need to play yeah that's good original right so for anybody who might not know what is rampage yeah okay so rampage it it's an arcade style game it's side scrolling and you pick one of three monsters you can be a guy who looks like King Kong, but is not King Kong. You can no, be a guy. George. George, yeah. <laughs> you can be a guy who looks like Godzilla, but is definitely not Godzilla. His name is Lizzie, or her it's, name. It's her. Yeah, she's her female. Name is Lizzie. I think Godzilla is also technically female. I don't know. So they're like sticking with the ripoff. And then you can be a giant werewolf named Ralph. Yep. And uh, the, the whole point of the game is you drop into these cities. And you have to smash all of the buildings. And once you've smashed all the buildings, the level's over. And you go to the next city where you repeat the same thing. You'll climb up a building. You punch out all the windows. Once you've punched out enough windows, the building collapses. You go to the next building. And the whole time you're doing this, you're being attacked by police officers, uh, by tanks, by helicopters. It's pretty much what you'd imagine if you've ever seen a Godzilla movie or a King Kong movie. Or the Rampage movie. <laughs> Which uh, I haven't seen yet. I wanted to watch it. I haven't seen it either, but, but I, I can assume there's probably a lot of small arms fire. And it doesn't really do a whole lot of damage. And you kind of just go through these cities and destroy them. And uh, you wreak havoc. Yeah. That's Rampage. Right. Originally, um, so Rampage World Tour was originally an arcade game released in 1997 then later it came to ps1 sega saturn nintendo 64 pc a terrible game boy color version and so on (laughs) and so forth so it it was uh i remember it being pretty popular at the time oh yeah it was certainly uh, a game that i enjoyed uh playing with my friends on n64 growing up 
I usually don't so. know what game we're going to play when we get here, and today was uh, no different than that. I, I got here and didn't know what game we were going to play. You told me we are going to play Rampage World Tour, and I texted my wife, because I know she loves this game, and she yeah. was pumped. This was like the game <laughs> that she probably played the most as a, as a preteen, teenager, growing up, so this was her game. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is definitely a game that our generation loved growing up. At least I feel that way. I don't know if that was the case for everybody else, but I definitely feel like it was around a lot growing up. I remember being a little kid and like being in like arcades and just like popping quarters into the Rampage game because it was like, you know, it was one that you could actually play for a while before Mm -hmm. dying. Um, It didn't eat your quarters as much. I mean, it still ate your quarters, but I just remember loving it. And then when it came to the N64, it was like, whoa, I can have this game at home. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah. So... Do you want to talk about what the game did well? Yeah, we can definitely do that. I think that the thing that this game has going for it more than anything is that it's fun. Yeah. And that it's silly and that it's just kind of ridiculous and it embraces its ridiculousness. Yeah. Uh, the the premise of just like becoming a monster and destroying a city with like no regard at all for mm. the the people who live there. Like, it's kind of funny, like, the story of the game is you're trying to, like, get revenge on the evil corporation that, like, turned you into this monster. But uh, in in your pursuit of destroying all of their facilities around the world, you also just destroy the entire world. <laughs> right. And it's just, like, it's if you want some mindless fun, you want to pop in a game and just, like, knock down a bunch of buildings and blow up a bunch of things and, like... There yeah. are no lives. It doesn't matter right. if you die a million times. Like, they don't even care. Even, there's, like, not even an option to, like, set the number of lives or continues. Right. It's just, like, you're going to die, and you're going to come back to life, and you're going to keep wrecking stuff. Yeah. And it's just, like, sure. a light, easy, fun game that you can pick up and, and play for a while. Yeah, I definitely agree that it it wears that silliness on its sleeve in a lot of ways, and, and I like... There, there was no times where we got like mad at the game. I mean, there were times where the game got a little bit annoying, but like on the whole, we played the game for nearly three hours and I didn't find myself getting angry like at all. So that's a good sign, (laughs) I think, to, to do the same thing over and over and over in these like, you know, 90 second long levels where you're just smashing buildings and you don't ever at least this time around i never felt like oh i don't want to be doing this This isn't any fun i mean there's a couple enemies in the game that we'll talk about later on but yeah we can also talk more about that idea of of uh get like how you felt playing the game after three hours because i think that's important but that might come in a little bit later as well yeah for sure um i think the game is fun i think the controls are simple enough that which lends itself to it being fun, but there's also a lot of interesting uh, depth to the controls as we played more that I discovered. Yeah, you definitely learned some things like jump kicking and like kicking buildings and jumping onto like tanks and stuff like that. So there's the controls are just jump, punch, and kick. Yeah, and then you like hold up to climb on buildings and stuff. Yeah, at, at first it seems very simple. I mean, you can pick up this game without, you don't have to look at a manual, you don't have to look at a control scheme, and you can just start playing this game because you can climb up a building and start punching out the windows. Mm-hmm. And uh, But then after you've played for a while, you definitely do discover some cool little tricks that make the game more fun, that add some different levels to it that you didn't expect. Uh, yeah. Being able to like flap your arms and fly to another building mm-hmm. or being able to 
like jump kick a, a helicopter out of the air. There's definitely some things that that add an extra level of skill. But if you don't have those, you're gonna <laughs> right. have plenty of fun anyway. Yeah. Um, there's also like a lot of pickups. I enjoyed that about it. There's like security items that make you invincible for a little while, and there's like a bunch of food, and there's like power up items that like let you knock down buildings in a single punch and or whatever flame roar. Yeah, like, the, you got, the, you got stuff. The, the flame power up that burns down the buildings. You got the super strength, which can pump, punch out an entire floor of a building at a time. Mm. You got the, there's like the to- toxic slime power up that you, you eat it. Yeah, you eat the toxic slime and whatever character you are, you transform into this like purple flying creature. I don't know how, I have any idea what it's supposed to be. It was called Vern, which <laughs> stands for something, I believe. I forget. Yeah. I it, it's something really it. dumb. It's something like dumb, yeah viral and i don't even know but it's like very enraged yeah <laughs> very enraged nuclear something something nuclear yeah. i don't even know it's terrible it's though. ridiculous but he's pretty sweet you eat this toxic <laughs> slime you can start flying around and you basically destroy a building in like one or two hits yeah so yeah there's some different power-ups each character has their own like superfood. each character has their own item that you don't want to eat because they're they they're weak to it or whatever allergic to it i don't know well the, you do want to eat the things you're allergic to because they make you sneeze out the entire floor that you're actually on on the building oh i didn't even realize yeah that. so the allergies are actually a good thing oh see that's such a positive view on life <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. i don't think many people have that that view allergies are a positive thing <laughs> what about you what else do you do you see that this game does well uh so I think the first thing that I actually noticed that the game did well that I appreciated about it was the graphics. Cause even now as we're recording this game, it, I think it holds up, you know, we were looking through these magazines and, and uh, like some old reviews of this game. And like some people are a little bit mad that it's not 3d. Cause you yeah. know, this game came out in 1997, you know, after the PS one and N64 had launched. And it was like, that was when the culture was all about the new, 3d games you know like that's what we wanted at the time and it's so funny to look back now and be like Ugh, this game's not 3d it's not good enough yeah it actually holds up but really well it because... does hold up really well as a result yeah um so if we played on the n64 which there's no like i don't have the hd mi mod for mine or anything like that so it wasn't quite an hd but despite that uh, i think it still looked pretty good yeah um coming out of an, a regular stock n64 the the game has uh, the tendency to kind of get repetitive because the stuff in the foreground repeats a lot. Like the building types are all pretty much the same. Like that kind of stuff in the foreground doesn't change a whole lot from level mm-hmm. to level. But they did do a really good job of each city, each country, each area of the world does have a really distinct background. And all that stuff is in 2D, but it looks great. It holds up. And uh, yeah. there's definitely a lot of variation there. And they definitely put a lot of work into that. So... Even though it's not 3D, that could actually be a positive for this game. Yeah, I think so. I think on the whole, the graphics look good. But like with that, with every country and and things being different, there's no real distinction of what different places. No. Like, you know, you go to Detroit and we're from Detroit and it's like, this doesn't really look anything like Detroit. (laughs) No. Yeah. Every city's the same. They did actually, like, there are a few where they actually, like, made an effort to make them look different. Yeah. Like, um, I'm not going to remember now, but we were in, like, Boise, Idaho. Yeah, or yeah, somewhere yeah. that's supposed to be, 
like rural, agrarian, and like a lot of the buildings were like kind of farm themed. And we went to uh, the southwest and like Moab and Tortilla Flats, whatever that is. If that's a real place, I'm sorry if I just offended your hometown. <laughs> but like, and they did kind of make it seem a little bit southwesty. And when you go to uh, South America, and I think this might have been the only place we could have missed it, but that was like the only place where they actually had different building types. Like there was a like a, like a pyramid building type that you could actually. Uh, destroy it and most yeah. I guess it would have been kind of weird if they had skyscrapers like and it's supposed to be this like you know Central American old city but I don't know right so yeah anyways but overall the look of the game still holds up pretty well it today. does yeah so uh, that's one of the 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 initial things that really jumped out to me especially like even when I was doing research on all the different versions of the game I feel like pretty much every version except for the game boy color version um they all look good there's not like a bad looking version of rampage world tour yeah for me the last thing that i have written down for what this game does well is that it provides a solid hour of good entertainment (laughs) beyond that you might be pushing it but you can definitely entertain yourself and a friend for an hour with this game yeah um for sure i didn't so I definitely got that vibe from you. Like you were like, okay, we could be done. And I was like, I don't know if I'm just having a good day or I'm in a particularly good mood, but I like, I wasn't like, Oh, I gotta be done with this game. No, which is, it's interesting because as a kid, I remember beating this game and I think it took me, took us closer to four hours as a kid to beat this game. Okay. And I remember getting that feeling of like, Oh, this game, like, I uh, just keep playing this game. Oh, I'm ready yeah. to be done with this game. But I actually didn't get that feeling today. I didn't have that feeling like I wasn't, like, ready to quit on it. At no point was I, like, completely bored out of my mind. But, like, I, it definitely does get a bit tedious after a while. Yeah. Um, it was kind of, I think we had a little, a little bit of fun with it on a slightly more meta. Like, we were competing for scores which yeah. is something i never remember caring about at all as a kid but no when you started like pointing out like the order of the the high score bonuses or whatever or you get a bonus for total destruction of a city and based on how many people you eat or how many vehicles you destroy or how much just damage you actually do the the person who did the most gets like bonus points and so i think that kept it more interesting and fun of just like being conscious of trying to do better than the other person. Yeah, for sure. This game is definitely a multiplayer game. This would not be a fun <laughs> yeah. game to play by yourself. Right. Like if you're playing by yourself, it's you're going to get so bored so fast. But you you're definitely right. There there's five uh different high score bonuses and they just rotate in a circle. And so you'll know like okay, this this next level, it's going to be whoever does the most property damage is going to get the get yeah. the high score or whoever eats the most people. And so those those five uh things, I think it was property damage, the number of people you eat, the amount of food you eat, the amount of vehicles you destroy, and then how much damage you can do to the other players. And that one we kind of didn't do as much. You didn't do it. I was trying to do it to you every single time. <laughs> well, you, I mean, it definitely is a game that is co-op, but you can you can hurt the person you're playing with. So like yeah. they have that 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 high score bonus in there for whoever does the most buddy damage. Right. And uh, but you have to actually beat the level at some point because if you take too long to beat the level 
these jets come in and they drop bombs and they blow you up and you you lose. It never happened to us because we managed to beat every level before. Yeah. They did like the siren came on and you see the jets like swiping like swooping through, but uh, before they dropped the bombs each time we finished the level. So yeah, I, I didn't like to hurt you. I wanted I wanted to play with you and be your friend, but you were always trying to kick my guy or punch my guy. So yeah, well, in in this game, which is a, a lot different than I think pretty much every other game that we've played. Um, it doesn't matter if you die because the continues are unlimited. So that's why I was just like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just going to like try to punch you because we're going to continue every 30 seconds anyways, or even less time than that. But I think we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, no, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you hurt your friend. Yeah. If we were paying real money in, at an arcade, like I said, I made the comment while we were playing. It's like, it would be infuriating to like get punched by your friend especially if you're like competing for a high score in in an arcade and like there's actually extra lives which was weird it mentioned extra lives at five hundred thousand and a million points but there weren't really lives so i don't know what that was about and we also got the text on the screen at a couple times where it said like minus one life or or maybe it said one life i don't know we we weren't really sure there was like times where we talked about lives and it's like there are no lives there are no continues so that must be definitely something just left over from the the arcade uh, version. Yeah, I really don't know. Um, the last thing that I have written down uh, that the game I thought did well was the bonus levels were fun. Um, when you get the world tour flags, you get to fly to a new level. Yeah. And you're like both on an airplane or something. And you're trying to like bump each other out of the way so that you can get these like score bonuses. And there's like bombs that you can run, run into that'll knock you back. Those are fun little like score boosts. And then every uh, f- probably five times we got into uh, like a fight to the death bonus level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the exact same gameplay, but now you're fighting each other with like a very limited like fight move set. And yeah. uh, that like you definitely weren't able to control your guy like super well. And you're, you're not used to trying to attack each other. But uh, it was really funny. You start, like, mashing the buttons and trying to be the person who wins and gets those extra bonus points. Yeah. So I had fun with the with those bonus levels. Yeah. I think they added, like, a, a nice variety to the, the tedium of smashing cities over and over and over again. Yeah. But, and I know that that's something that they expanded on in later games because I remember a few different mini games also that they, that they had, like, where who could fly the farthest and all sorts of other ridiculous stuff. So I know that they expanded on that in Universal Tour. The yeah. sequel to this game. I think I've. Uh, I feel like I've only played Universal Tour like once or twice. It's it's like the exact same game. Yeah. I, that's the one that we owned when I was a kid, and I didn't even realize until like halfway through the game today that this was a different game. <laughs> so yeah, it, if you've played this game, you've played Universal Tour for the most part. And I mean, as far as I can remember from you know, fifteen right. twenty years ago. All right, are we ready to move on to what this game did poorly? Yeah. All right. I mean, for me, the number one thing has to be this game just is extremely tedious there's not a whole lot of variation you smash the buildings you go to the next level you smash the buildings go to the next level and there's the same enemies there's pretty much the same building types it's all the same thing over and over and which is which is fun at first but it definitely can start to get a little bit monotonous uh, as you enter your second or third hour playing this game yeah for sure um as I was doing some playing around before you came over today, I discovered that this game actually has a memory card 
uh, it supports memory card. So you actually don't have to play through the whole thing all at once if you have a N64 memory card, which I don't think a lot of people do. Uh, I don't know if it was super common, but I definitely would recommend playing this game in two or three sittings rather than one. Yeah, for um, sure. But the the downside to the memory card, as I discovered playing around is you can only have one save game and on it at a time so if you start a single player game and you save that single player game and then you start a two-player game you can't have both of the memory card um interesting so if your friend leaves and you want to pick up where you left off you can't do that or you can't you know it's like there's not a second controller in are you sure you want to load a two-player game is what the the memory card said to me and i was like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) so i definitely say that yeah the game's tedious especially if you're playing it for three hours i was probably right at that right at the sweet spot of like being satisfied with this game because we it took us two hours and 50 minutes to beat yeah and i don't think i would have liked to play any longer than that but i didn't feel like i was waiting for it to end yeah near the end it was like okay we can see the end in sight we know that there's like three more like uh scum laboratories that we have to find and blow up so it kind of helps you through that final stretch yeah uh the next thing that i have is that the enemies are more obnoxious than they are challenging oh man yeah yeah like you you have these tanks and these uh helicopters which aren't super bad but then you get these more obnoxious bad guys that are like the flamethrower jetpack guys and the the space shuttle and the the robot guy especially and the giant robot guy is yeah. just these enemies that that are hard to get to they keep attacking you and you can't actually get close enough to do anything about it and uh yeah. you'll have like one person try to distract them and the other person go behind and like they take just like a few too many hits to actually blow up and like the whole game is based around this like really quick gameplay you're going you're you're knocking buildings down really fast and then you have these enemies that are just like not actually making the game more challenging they're just making it like kind of annoying yeah i think one of the things i have written down that kind of plays into that is the controls felt sluggish and slightly like unresponsive so the inputs don't overlap very well so it's, if your guy, if you want your guy to jump, you may have to press jump like a couple times because you like just started moving and he won't jump when you are in the middle of like that animation or like weird. There's weird ways where it takes away the control that you want to have. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it gets really hard to fight some of the guys. The jumping is kind of like floaty and imprecise. And like the another thing that I have written down that really frustrated me is you can't turn your character around in the air yeah and if one person is is climbing on top of a building and the camera is panned up and your character falls to the bottom of the building like you'll or the bottom of the screen you'll just keep bouncing (laughs) and if you're facing the wrong direction you can't like cling onto the building so you're just stuck bouncing in the air till your friend like finishes bashing the building and destroying it and like you can actually see the ground and land and turn around so I think that that is what, I mean, it's, it's an arcade game, so it's made to kind of suck money out of people, but it's like cheap and unfair when like these walking tank guys are taking all of your health. Like there was probably three to five times where I continued and then like literally three seconds later I had to continue again. <laughs> <laughs> which is totally fine when you're playing like at home and you, you're not feeding quarters into this. But I can imagine it was like a kid just like 
the, the like complete unfairness that you'd feel as you watch your guy just get killed and then you hit continue. You put a quarter and you hit continue and you come back and before you can even get towards the enemy, you're dead again. And so, yeah, it, it, it definitely felt a little bit unfair. I think uh, another thing that I would have really loved to see and it's something that just is like I see as a weakness in this game is that there's no real difference between the three characters. You have these three characters with like a lot of personality. You know, they're these these like these archetypes, these characters that like you know from like all of all of fiction. You have like the the giant lizard man and the giant ape and the, and the werewolf and like they're all the exact same character. I mean, you th- we thought that maybe like one ran a little bit faster, but there wasn't really any discernible difference between them. And also, there's no way to switch between them. Like in a lot of games. When you die a certain amount of times, you get to switch characters and you're just kind of stuck with whoever you picked at the beginning in this game. I think that's like an arcade port thing um, because George, the the ape, is on the left side. Lizzie, the lizard, is in the middle and Wolf is on the right. So it's kind of like whatever arcade station you're at, that's the character you're stuck with. Um, because you were playing the second player controller, but you were in what is normally like the first player slot on the screen on the top left and I was in the middle of the screen. So yeah, I feel like there's maybe some weirdness going on where it's just not designed to let you switch characters. Yeah, you're probably right. So you could probably unplug your controller, not continue and plug into a different slot, but it does make you at the beginning of the game choose your mode, uh, one player, two player or three player mode. But yeah, it doesn't really matter. I think it's purely aesthetic. Although you were moving, you were running faster than I was, but I don't know if there was like a sprint that I just wasn't aware of or something. Yeah, if there are differences between the characters, it's not obvious. And after three hours of playing, uh, we didn't really notice significantly different play styles for them. Uh, another thing that I, I that really kind of is missing in this game is you don't have any boss fights. You kind of like, and I feel like that would have helped a lot with the the kind of tediousness and the monotonous uh, just gameplay is if there had been some boss fights in there, some something to break up all of the, the sameness. And uh, at one point near the end, there's this, like, giant, <laughs> naked, like, skin bag guy who, like, <laughs> bounces around the screen, and I'm not sure that he actually can take damage. And it was just really weird, and it was like, oh, yeah, we should probably throw a boss in here at the end, but... Uh, like there there was no point you didn't have to fight him you could just take down all of the buildings just like every other level and then the level ended so we don't know like dan spent the whole level trying to fight him and i just went and knocked on all the buildings and then the level was over and then he popped up in the next level and was like okay maybe we do have to defeat this guy and i knocked on all the buildings again and then that was it that was the end of the game jordan i'm pretty sure that was a eustace demonic the CEO of Scum Labs. Maybe. And that will lead us right into my last thing. My last thing that I really just dislike about this game is that th- not only are there no real cutscenes, like, I mean, there's like a, a <laughs> right. tiny bit at the end, sort of, but like, you don't have any clue about the story of this game unless you read the manual. And uh, you're just not getting immersed into the lore. And you guys know that I love the cutscenes, and I'm like, this is a perfect game for it. This is a, a, an arcade game that is just completely ripping off these classic movies, these, you know, Godzilla and King Kong and werewolf movies. And, like, they have this opportunity to do something cinematic, to do something to tell a story. And instead, 
like every now and then you just like get a creepy basically a loading screen of this just like creepy old man staring at you and like some stuff flashing in the background and you don't get any like there's no story it's really you're just going and smashing buildings yeah well it's an arcade game so i mean but we've played some arcade games that had good stories or at least had a story (laughs) name one arcade game that we've played that had a good story I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know if one, <laughs> not one that we've played on the show maybe, but like I just recently got the, uh, the Capcom arcade bundle on the switch. And those are all games that were originally arcade games. Right. And a lot of them have like story and like some that are even like in depth with lots of cutscenes and stuff like you can do it. And, and like they managed to put 130 levels in this game. You could have taken like, oh, if they like, if they were like, oh, there's not enough space, like maybe drop 10 levels and like, then you got some space that you need to, <laughs> to put in a couple cutscenes. Like, I don't know. But if you're playing the game at the arcade, are you really, you know, wanting to watch a story with a bunch of cutscenes in an arcade? It doesn't have to be super in-depth. I mean, think about, like, Pac-Man. Even Pac-Man, you get, like, every few levels. Like, oh, look, Pac-Man's chasing the, you know. Like, there's something going on. (laughs) You need a little breather, something to let you, like, catch your breath between levels. I mean, this game, it doesn't, you're not, like, you know, not doing anything, like, pixel perfect uh jumps or anything it's not like it's not like donkey kong where you're like sweating and like doing all this crazy mental stuff but still you know a little dan i know that you don't appreciate them in the same way i do but i would have loved to see some cuts come (laughs) 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 i would have loved to see (sighs) i'm just gonna wait oh man i would have loved to see some cutscenes in this game that's all i'm trying to say that's fine Right. Just, I think, again, it's just one of those things that you <laughs> are far more interested in than I am. I don't know. Which, I mean, I, I, I do videos for a living. That's like, I, I like to tell stories and I want, I want to be immersed in a story. I don't want to just okay. like play a game. I want to live a game, Dan. Okay. I All can, right. I can respect that. Like I, I, uh, I love the Halo games and, uh, I play a, I've played a lot of Halo multiplayer, like not really anymore, but like back in the day, I played yeah. a lot and I could never be bothered to play the solo like campaigns of Halo games. Right. But I wanted to know the story. So I like one day I just watched like every cinematic on YouTube and uh, got the story. Did because- you know? So I've played the first three and a half halo games yeah and i can't tell you pretty much any of the story that happened in those games so after watching the cutscenes for halo did you know what happened oh yeah really yeah and then i got the movie i bought the movie on dvd man yeah which one uh the what's it called uh forward unto dawn oh okay yeah anyways <laughs> yeah i just i like a good story rampage doesn't have a story <laughs> it's good enough for this rampage. is gonna keep coming up it's important to me uh all right that's all i have that's all i have dan yeah i think uh i think that's about all i have as well for the stuff that it didn't do well jordan what would you pay for the experience that we just had okay um i can tell you I feel like I paid like less than $5 for the NES version. This is a superior version, but when I paid that money for it, it was under the assumption that it would have a dramatic rise in value 
when Dwayne the Rock Johnson uh, released a blockbuster movie. So um, if I was going to buy this movie today, if, it's not a movie. If I was going to buy this video game today, and now that I know that the movie wasn't the the classic that we all hoped it would be, I'm buying it solely for the purpose of playing it. So I think that this game would be worth $10. So you would pay $10 for that experience that you just had? Because um, that's this is what we're talking about. What would you pick up this game for? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I, def- I probably would pay $10 for this game because my wife loves it so much. Okay. And we would definitely play it together. Um, so that's what I, I would probably pay for it. If we're saying, like, what do I think it's going for? Which is probably the next question you're yeah. going to ask me. And I would say it's probably going for, I think it'd probably be going for less than that. Like, when we were trying to, like, do a little bit of research on this game, because we always do a little bit of cursory research. Yeah. You got to look around, find out a little bit of info about the game. There's not a whole lot. There's not, like, much out there about this game. Yeah. And that would lead me to believe that it is not a highly sought-after game. And you may be able to pick up this game for $7. Okay. So, this game is actually trending about $22. Whoa. Yeah, the N64 okay. version is about Super $22. Um, the PS1 version, I think, goes for around $15. Okay. And if you want a Saturn version, a complete Saturn version, you're looking at like $60 to $80. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not actually looking for that, but it's good no. to know. Did you, no. did you price out a Game Boy version? Uh, I I did not price out a Game Boy version. Um, <laughs> we're gonna just in, say in doing the research. The we're Game not Boy, recommending the Game Boy version. No, the Game Boy version looks terrible, um, and I think it just didn't review well. I just yeah. think the Game Boy version is probably the absolute worst version of this game. And there's I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just bad news. Okay, so twenty two dollars. So about twenty two twenty two dollars is what it was trending at. Oh man. At it okay, roughly. this is gonna make it hard for me. Yeah, because I wouldn't pay $22 for this game. <laughs> I had fun with this game. Yeah. I have childhood memories of this game. Um, I just recently got a text from my wife saying how much she loved this game, but I, I couldn't see myself paying $22 for this game. Wow. Which uh, means that I would be saying this game is worthless. Wow. Um, I picked up this game recently actually uh, it's, it's been on my want list for a while and i paid 14 dollars for it oh good deal now i would say that that is worth it um at 14 dollars, i could justify having this game in my collection um 22 is a little bit high yeah i'm sure you can do better uh it's trending around 22 dollars, so i think i saw auctions or uh, listings that had gone for like thirty dollars, yeah, and then I had seen some I think that had gone for like less than fifteen, which makes sense because that's about what I paid for it. Um, so yeah, I would say at ten to fifteen dollars, the game is worth it. Yeah. Um, there's also a version of it available on Midway Arcade Treasures Volume Two, okay. which is like PS2, GameCube, Xbox, um, and that's got obviously like a bunch of Midway Arcade games. Like, I think Mortal Kombat and stuff is on there and, like, a bunch of other stuff. Well, we have seen a lot of companies releasing uh, bundles recently, so maybe we can get a Midway Arcade Classic bundle on modern systems. Maybe. 
mean, it would be cool. I think so. This uh, Rampage World Tour specifically was released on like I think PS3 and Xbox Live in like 20 or it came out in like 2007. Then it got removed to to due to some licensing stuff in 2010. I think Midway actually went bankrupt and then it disappeared. It's also available on Rampage Total Destruction, which is like PS2, GameCube, Wii. It's like a bonus feature on like that game that looks like garbage from the footage that I watched of it that I've never played. I can just imagine the Wii version, like you having to actually <laughs> like punch out the windows and it, it turns into just like a workout thing. And before you know it, you're like sweating. And uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine that was a good experience. No, I, I, I can't imagine that it's a good experience even on like a normal PS2 controller. It just doesn't look like a good game. But it's a way to play Rampage World Tour if you want to play it that way. Yeah, so there's definitely options out there if you don't want to drop $22 on a cartridge for the N64. But, I mean, if we're being strictly... uh, If we're strictly following our own format here, Dan, I'm going to have to say worthless. That... (laughs) (laughs) This is painful, but, I mean, I got to say... Yeah, I mean, to me, it's worth it. Um, it's also worth it if you pick up that Midway Arcade Treasures, which is, I think you can get for around $10, depending on, it's like 10 or $12, and you get other games with it. So if you wanted to play it on PS2 or Xbox, um, I think the game is worth it, but not at $22. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some, we have some definite disclaimers with this game, with this episode, but I think... As I, usual. Yeah. But I mean... This is our our first time we've actually not been unanimous on a on a game. I mean, you've definitely fudged a little bit like <laughs> like with the whole like worth less than but uh I think uh yeah, this is a first for us. Yeah, I just don't like to to call a game worthless it almost just means like it shouldn't be played. Dan, but like, you should have thought of that when we, <laughs> when we named our podcast Worth It or Worthless and came up with this whole format. Oh man. This is yeah. painful for you. Yeah, it is painful. But fortunately, Rampage World Tour, got to be worth it if you can get it for $15 or less. Yeah, but you could say that about any game. It's definitely worth it if you find it for free on the ground. Yeah, but I actually paid that for it. So it's like, it's it's realistic if you pay for the low end of it. It's not like back when I wanted this game, it was like $12. And now it's like, $22 $22 and it's like that is, I don't know do about you think that. that it had such a big increase because of the movie that I invest in the wrong version of this game probably <sighs> yeah I think all right we need to invent a time machine so I can go back <laughs> in time and make $10 on this game oh lord all right yeah I think that's <laughs> I think that's gonna wrap it up I think so too on a rampage world tour yeah <laughs> All right, Jordan, thanks a lot. All right, see you next time. All right, bye. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.